0: every team every topic everywhere this is believe
1: welcome to another episode of believe in rangers a new york rangers podcast presented by blue york on the believe podcast network i'm your host johnny lazarus we have a great show for you today with someone that all ranger fans should remember islander fans too even devils fans known mostly for his breakaway speed number 40 michael grabner So Grabs will be joining me as well as Alexis Downey just to talk about everything going on around the NHL, give you our three best bets for this coming week. So we've got that and we've got a lot more. Let's get into it. I wasn't there, but it looked like the Garden was absolutely buzzing last night. Capo Caco is back, a goal and an assist, the number one star. I did tweet before the game last night saying I have a feeling Capo Caco gets his first tonight. I was actually... Like, on the edge of my seat, my hands on my face, screaming at the top of my lungs on his assist when he didn't shoot that puck and pass to truba instead. But Lafreniere was there to bury up the garbage goal and uh, tie the game up at one for the Rangers. But Capo looked like Capo Caco should last night. So that's a huge positive sign going forward. Hopefully that gives him some confidence. I'm sure that he knows that all Ranger fans were talking about his you know, early on struggles, but... Hopefully this performance last night can get Capo kind of going in the right direction. And then how about that shootout goal, too? That was nasty. Capo Caco, signature, fake forehand, backhand in the shootout to tie it up for the Rangers. And then Chris Kreider, who's been somewhat of the heart and soul this entire season, one of the best goal scorers in the NHL right now, just making a stronger argument for him to wear the C possibly one day for the Rangers. And I thought it was really funny. A friend of the show, a friend of mine, Molly Walker, tweeted that when it was brought to Gallant's attention that Kreider hadn't taken a shootout attempt in eight years, the New York Rangers coach joked that number 20 was hiding at the end of the bench. So that's pretty funny that Kreider was making a little joke out of it and then steps up to the plate and scores the winning shootout goal and has the unreal real selly after to celebrate the Rangers third win in a row they now have a record of nine three and three and I got to be honest right up front I could not have expected this good of a start Um, it was kind of the talk around the league the Rangers did not have the best offseason I I think we'd be lying if you know anyone said that they'd expect this kind of start from the Rangers so you know it, it doesn't necessarily feel like a nine three and three team when we watch them game in and game out but the fact that we aren't playing our best hockey and yes I say we because I'm one of those guys but the fact that we aren't playing our best hockey and we have a 9-3-3 record is an incredible, incredible sign for what this team can accomplish this year. And if Igor Shesterkin can do what he's done all year and Gorgie, like we saw tonight, Alexander Gorgiev, had a pretty solid game aside from all those five hole goals he allowed in in the shootout and in regulation. But if Gorgiev can come in and win those big games and last night, you know, you might have not circled it on the calendar. It might have not felt like a big game, but anyone who watched that game, the atmosphere and the intensity, the entire night in MSG and in the play, you could sense it felt like a little more, you know, a little more of an important game than what it really was, uh, you know, a normal game in November, but huge win. The Rangers have three pretty weak games out of their next four opponents. They play at home against Montreal on Tuesday, in Toronto on Thursday, in Ottawa on Saturday, and then back home, at the Garden against the Buffalo Sabres on Sunday. So those are definitely four winnable games. Uh, the only one that you kind of look at that, you know, you think maybe they'll have a tough time is Toronto. Toronto completely outplayed them last time when the Rangers went to Toronto. But as we all know, Igor stole that one and then Panarin had the overtime winner. But I don't know. This just this, this is the best I felt about the Rangers in a very long time. Um, you know, my heart was pounding the entire game. It was a lot of fun to watch. And something that really stuck out to me, which is funny to think about, but foxy adam fox has been money on the backhand since he's joined the nhl he's got a lot of backhand goals probably more backhand goals than he might have forehand goals and i think it's funny too because i actually can't remember ever adam scoring on his backhand in college and i want to go back and look at that i don't know if there's anyone who can fact check but that's definitely something new that he's developed since joining the NHL. I, I never can recall Adam. I've watched him play you know, almost his entire life, and I can never recall him going to his backhand. Um, definitely interesting, but now it's kind of been somewhat of a trademark for him. He's, I think that was his second backhand goal this year. It would have been his third if the goal in Calgary wasn't called off because of offsides. But, um, yeah, Foxy's been money on the backhand, which was awesome. But something a little negative that we saw tonight was the Sammy Blay injury. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor, but it looked like, and Avery Zaretsky, actually, a friend on the show tweeted this also, but that definitely looked like an ACL injury to me. It could be a season ending injury. I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. I'm sure that news will come out today as you're listening. As far as PK Subban, PK Slubban, whatever you want to call him, as far as that play goes, it, it didn't necessarily look so dirty to me. It wasn't as obvious as his previous ones had been. You know, formerly on Ryan Reeves in the preseason, then he had a really bad slew foot on Milan Lucic when the Devils played Calgary. That one was literally horrific. Um, so it's only a matter of time until Suban gets suspended. Um, I think the league just has to send a message to him if he's going to continue, you know, maybe not so blatantly, but he's clearly sticking his leg out and tripping guys from behind. So um, the league might have to step in and do something, maybe fine him. I don't know if they're going to suspend him, but something has to be done in order for uh, Suban to stop doing the slew foot thing because it's getting really old really quick. That's pretty much going to cover it up for me, but I do want to take a second to talk about our sponsor, Blue York. Like I talk about every single episode, for those of you who don't know who they are, they're a fan-made brand that makes custom designs, content, and apparel for the blue shirts. And we have a really fun community in Discord. There's a lot of uh, action going on during the games, people talking throughout the game. So if you want to join the Blue York Discord, you're more than welcome. You can go to the Blue York page. You can go to my page and check it out. Uh, I usually tweet out the link. Um, you know, sometimes on game days, but they always tweet it out to join the Discord. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. It's a lot of fun to talk to other Ranger fans during the game. So check them out, imblueyork.com. Check them out on social media. And whenever you go to their website, use code Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, to get 15% off of everything on the site. They've got a lot of cool t-shirts, hoodies, hats, everything, any kind of apparel, you name it, they've got it. So go to imblueyork.com and use code Johnny. So now before I bring you Michael Grabner, I want to send it over to Alexis Downey to break down everything going on around the NHL. Happy as always now, since it's going to be a weekly recurring thing to welcome my friend Alexis Downey to talk about everything going on around the NHL. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to Alexis. What's going on?
0: Thanks so much, Johnny. It's uh, it's been a good weekend, um, you know, enjoying Chicago and uh The weather outside is getting cold, but that means we're getting into the thick of it with hockey season and kind of taking a look at that. I want to start with the Battle of Florida because we knew coming into this season that it was going to be a tough one. I mean, the two teams that potentially are up there in the favorites for the Stanley Cup. um, I I haven't been shy about the fact that I've been a fan of the Panthers heading into this season. I still am Mm -hmm. a fan of them. Um, but the Lightning getting an overtime win uh, on Saturday, and that's a pretty big win for them. And I knew the game got a little bit physical as well. So the Panthers sitting at the top of the standings, the Lightnings, I believe they're in fourth right now currently um, in their division. So that's just something that is so fun to watch. The fact that we're talking about two Florida hockey teams that is a rivalry now, I think it's just awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. And it's great for also like the growth of Florida hockey itself too. you know, I just want to touch on it also because, you know, just college hockey background and stuff like that. But uh, South Florida, this has nothing to do with the Panthers, I don't think, but <laughs> um, just South Florida in general, Jacob Chikrin on the Arizona Coyotes and Brendan Duh- Duhame on the Minnesota Wild played against each other the other night, which was like the first time I think two kids from like South Florida played in the NHL against each other. So I thought that was pretty cool um, yeah, that, just that to see like, the game grow is- down there.
0: For sure. And I think that, like, you know, if there's younger kids that get to see that, that's mm-hmm. so awesome because it, it makes them excited and, you know, think, oh, I can I can go on and maybe play in the NHL someday. But I know for the Panthers that they they were on a road trip and if they lost two of their games to them, went to overtime, they lost and uh, I believe they lost an overtime in those as well. So they're on a little bit of a skid, but I know mm-hmm. that they're going home now. And obviously that can help. But they've had really, really good goaltending from Bob in the net, so I'm sure that they will be fine after these last couple games.
1: Yeah, the Rangers gave him their first regulation loss, which was a nice uh, <laughs> nice little brag for me. Uh, one of my friends, Brian Rubin, he's a massive 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 Florida Panthers fan. so uh, and he's always like writing in our group chat, our group me like don't let the casket hot and all this shit. so I got to you know give him one, which is nice.
0: <laughs> definitely a good brag for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of switching gears a little bit, the return of Kevin Hayes with the Flyers, that was a very great thing to see uh, Mm -hmm. with the Flyers and for Kevin Hayes after everything that he's been through this year. You know, the Flyers didn't get the win they lost to the Stars on with this game, but I think one of the really cool things that came out this week was the creation of the 11 fund yeah. um, in honor of his brother, Jimmy. One of the things that I love about the NHL is getting to talk about what the players are doing off the ice and in the communities and getting to see this fund that's been created in, in honoring and in memory of Jimmy. Um, the fund is donating to underprivileged kids back in Dorchester, Massachusetts, where they're from. Um, it, it's, it's a really awesome thing to see that that has been done.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, a little funny story about Kevin Hayes, I guess he's been skating with the Boston college team a little bit just to get back into shape. And, uh, one of my really, one of my best friends honestly plays for BC and he was like telling me that Hayes came down to practice with them. And, uh, some kid had found a thousand dollars in his shoe and said, and it had a note, like go get a table tonight on me from like Kevin Hayes, which is like <sighs> oh an, an, just an awesome story. Yeah. So that is like, awesome. He is just like, you know, I've never met him, obviously, but, and, and Jimmy also, I, I know a couple of people who know Jimmy that played with Jimmy, um, like growing up and stuff like one of my old coaches, Jimmy Marcou, was good friends with him. Um, and he just sounds like both of them. I mean, Jimmy sounded like the best guy ever. And Kevin, just like you watch him on social media, we see a lot of Kevin Hayes, like on Twitter on Instagram, and he's just like one of the best personalities in the game. So, you know, seeing him back with the team, with the flyers, like I think last night, uh, I guess like going onto the ice, him and Keith Yandel had like a cool, funny handshake that, uh. You know, got the flyers going. So it's just great to have him back, like in the content game, at least, you know, seeing him around and seeing him smile because I'm sure it's been a horrible, horrible summer for him.
0: For sure. Yeah, definitely great to be back on the ice for him. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully he can get his season going and things rolling for his team. Um, but a team that hasn't been rolling recently, the Seattle Kraken. And I feel like there were so many expect sort of expectations for them coming into the season just because of Vegas and the expansion team. And you hear that narrative all the time, but Mm -hmm. for Seattle, they they're sitting, um, at the bottom of the Pacific and really kind of the bottom of the NHL in general, something that I I'm a little surprised about personally. I didn't, I didn't quite see this happen, but I guess there's been a few surprises in general this season. Um, but for the Kraken, like, you know, what, what's it going to take for them to get into a better groove? Like, is it too, is it still early in the season to say, you know, maybe they, they aren't what we thought they could be this season or, or is there still time for them to, to pick it up?
1: Um, for me, I mean, I, I kind of figured they would struggle offensively this year. Um, I said that I think, you know, early on before the season started, but for me, I mean, something that was very uncharacteristic was Phil Grubauer the other night, Against Minnesota Wild, Rem Pitlick, the you know young rookie, had two of the exact same breakaway goal on Grubauer. He faked backhand, one forehand, like scored the exact same way twice in like ten minutes, which I thought was like super weird of of Grubauer to, to allow that. But yeah, I mean the Kraken, you know these guys are still getting used to each other. It's you know a team that's been around for the first time ever, um, and it's tough too, right? Because like Vegas set such a high ceiling for these right. inaugural teams that like I think they had way higher expectations at, you know, they can really live up to, but yeah, the good news for the Kraken is that they play at home against Chicago on Wednesday night. So that's a game they should win.
0: They do. Yes. And I, I was taking a look at that as well. Um, mm. Cause Chicago finally, I, I have a hard time saying this. They start to look a little better yeah. on the ice recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually had a friend who was out in Seattle recently and went to the Kraken's new arena. And she was saying, how amazing it is like there's just so many unique things about it like all these different environmental sections in the arena like Mm -hmm. real plants inside i need to see it i think i i think it sounds unbelievable
1: i mean listen i'm not dying to go to seattle anytime soon but you know right you know if i'm making a west coast trip i would definitely love to see uh climate pledge arena and i actually i want to give like my dad a shout out my dad went to the uh Vegas Golden Knights game Saturday night. He's in Vegas with like his friends this weekend, like literally living my dream life. Like he went to, the, <laughs> went to a pool party today and like watched football. He's going to the Raiders uh, Chiefs game tonight. Went to the Knights game last night. And he said it was just like insane. But the presentation that we see on TV, obviously it's way different live because you can't see like the whole thing. But, um, you know, just the, the show and everything that Vegas puts on is is insane. But yeah, Seattle would be, be pretty awesome. I think it's so cool too that like the people walking in the street can look in on that one section. They have like a full window.
0: Right. Uh, right. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, you, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they have a big glass section on the corner at their arena oh, really? and you can kind of see in as well. I'm, it doesn't necessarily have like anything cool to look at, but they uh-huh. do have a big glass section as well. So it's kind of cool. The New York Islanders, I mean, they're going to have their new arena soon. It's, yeah. it's coming up next Saturday.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, one of the things I will say, I, I, I'm a big fan of the NHL team dogs, and I know the uh-huh. Islanders just got a new team dog this season, Monty, and he's just so adorable. I I'm obsessed with his Instagram right now.
1: I didn't even see that. What do you wait? What do you mean by team dogs? They just have like a dog that chills. They around have
0: yeah. They I'm surprised. So they have these dogs. A lot of them are like um, guide dog found foundation guide found dog foundation dogs. I don't know. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, they're like service dogs essentially that they're training. Uh-huh. Um, and then they go on and veterans get them or, you know, people that, that need service dogs get them. Um, so there's a couple different teams that have team dogs and the Islanders have one named Monty and he's a black lab and just super, super adorable. And he has his own Instagram, big fan of that. Mm. Um, the capitals have one as well. They had their old one was named captain and now they have one named biscuit. So it's a fun game. Yeah, right. It's it's like a fun thing. But beyond, you know, the team dog, it's really exciting for the Islanders to finally get into uh, UBS Arena. And I'm sure that that ticket is really hot to get.
1: Yeah, um, I definitely will not be in attendance for that game, but I will be going <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving Eve against the Rangers, which I'm really excited about. So that'll be my first time at UBS, which, you know, obviously living on Long Island is just like an amazing thing for All the Islander fans, they've been talking about this for ten years, I feel like, you know, since there was actually rumors that the Islanders were gonna like move to Kansas City or something uh back in the day. So I'm really excited, honestly. They needed a new building. And, you know, one thing that's highly anticipated going to UBS is the men's bathroom line because Nassau Coliseum was the only place on the planet where the men's bathroom line was longer than the women's. Telling you. Wow. It is that says a lot. It is insane. Like (laughs) They had like three bathrooms probably in the entire arena. I'm not even kidding. It was, it was horrible. Huh. So I'm sure yeah, that'll be a big trending topic. Yeah. It'll be a trending topic for sure. If my Islander fans.
0: Did you see that Shaq is opening a chicken restaurant in the arena?
1: I, yeah, I did. That's so random. I did see that. I
0: think you're going to need to try it. Let me know how yeah, it is
1: <laughs> for sure. I, I love chicken and I love shack. So it's kind of a no brainer, but uh, <laughs> I do want to go into like our three, you know, best bets, best games coming up for this week. I don't know if you prepared anything, but while we're on the Islanders, They play in Tampa Monday night, which is a Stanley Cup semifinal matchup rematch in the last two years. So I know a lot of people, a lot of Islander fans especially, are going to tune into that one. Um, What are your thoughts on that matchup?
0: I think it's going to be a good one. I mean, uh, it's hard not to kind of root for the Lightning in that case because Mm -hmm. they always seem to find a way to to get it done. Um, Mm -hmm. But definitely a close it's going to be a close one and I think the fact that the lightning are going to be playing at home gives them obviously that advantage and the islanders have had to grind through this whole road trip they have two tough games to end it so I I think I'm I would go with the lightning on that one
1: honestly it's so true too like as a a player when you kind of see that light at the end of the tunnel of a long road trip you kind of like take your mind off the game a little bit so I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the islanders lost both these games to Tampa and Florida coming up this week There aren't like many other matchups that I'm really looking forward to this week, like outside the Rangers, obviously. Um, (laughs) Another one that stands out to me though, is the devils and the Panthers. Um, The devils have been like a surprising team and you know, they were a team that handed the Panthers their ass the other night. I don't know if you saw that they won like seven to three in New Jersey. Um, So I think that'll be an interesting matchup to watch. And I know you're big on the Panthers. So I feel like you might see a a nice payback coming for the devils.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, that would be, you know, good for the Panthers to bounce back a little bit. Um, and it's been interesting seeing the Devils without Jack Hughes, how they've kind of adjusted. And I know he's out for a couple more weeks at this point, probably not too much longer, but mm-hmm. he was someone that they were really trying to lean on heading into this season, hoping that he could be their their guy, their leader. Um, obviously he is their guy, but more of a, a real leader. So that's something that's certainly affected the team.
1: Mm-hmm. Are there any other games that you're looking forward to? I have one more, but it's, it's kind of been like East coast biased here and, and it's going to be another one. So. I was
0: going to say this, this is an East coast bias for me as well. Uh, tonight the penguins are playing the capitals and I just always love that mm-hmm. game. Um, Sydney Crosby was activated off the COVID reserve list. Um, so love to see what happens and it's been good to watch. Ovechkin, I suppose, yeah, say I climb see. that list and Unreal. he, yeah, he, he got another milestone recently. So, um, but taking a look at the rest of the schedule for this week, oh, it's a little bit heavier. It looks like on the the end of the week rather mm-hmm. than the beginning of the week. I'm Minnesota looking at de-
1: I'm looking at Sunday night, and I know I said the Islanders already, but the Islanders are home against Toronto. John Tavares' first time in the new arena, so I feel like the Islander fans are going to give him a really hard time.
0: That that would be a good one. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: But as far, yeah, as far as the rest of the league goes, not much stands out to me this week.
0: No, I agree with you, and it's kind of uh, you know. It, this is the week before Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving isn't necessarily something that's going to affect the league or anything, but
2: mm-hmm. I feel
0: like we're slowly getting into the holidays and this part of the season kind of seems to, it, it goes by quickly, I would say, yeah. but yeah, I, I think the matchups will, they'll intensify a little bit, but probably not quite where that vibe quite yet. So
1: yeah, No, it's, it definitely gets a little, uh, a little dead during the holidays because everyone wants to be with their family and, and a lot of that stuff too. But yeah, that's about all I've got for the upcoming games this week. Anything else you got?
0: No, I think that's all I have too. Uh, I always great to recap what's going on around the league, a little bit of a slower week, which is, you can't really complain about that. So
1: definitely (laughs) not, definitely not. And college basketball is back, which we're both fans of. So we got to consume our time with a little bit of college basketball, with a, a slowed down NHL schedule, but Um, Alexis, as always, thanks for joining me, and I think it's time to send it over to Michael Grabner. This week, I'm very happy to welcome on a Ranger for two seasons, even though it felt like way longer. Um, He had a lot of success with the Rangers, but you might remember him for all those breakaway goals. Welcome to the show, number 40, Michael Grabner. What's going on, Grabs?
2: What's going on, man? How much? Same old here for me, so it's nice to talk some hockey again.
1: I hope you don't mind, but it's not every episode. I have a 25 goal scorer on here, so I got to crack open a beer so I could say I had a beer with Michael Grabner.
2: All right. It's all right. Enjoy.
1: And I would love to welcome you to have one. I know you said you don't do that stuff really anymore. But, uh, you know, if you want to grab one, you're more than welcome.
2: Yeah, sounds good. No, I'm good for now. A lot of of stuff left to do with the kids today. So,
1: yeah, I was going to say, I know you uh, just dropped the kids off in martial arts. You're a full time dad right now. How's that been? Being with the family and the kids and you're still in Arizona,
2: right? Yeah, we're in Arizona. Um, yeah, it's been good. I've enjoyed being around more, um, being able to go to school events, hockey games. I'm coaching or helping coach my son's team, like just on the ice, and I've been traveling quite a bit. We're in Nashville and Chicago and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just been been new. You know what I mean? Like I didn't get to do most of these things like during my career. So it's nice to be around the family, and the kids a little more now.
1: Are you still training at all? Because I know the Olympics are coming up. Will you be making an appearance for Austria?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if you're qualified. I doubt it that I'm oh, really be appearing anywhere. So I'm training just for fun, though. I always enjoy working out. So it's just part of my routine, I guess. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, but for hockey, as of now, it's not looking much <laughs> anytime soon. So
1: I'm sure you could hop in, though, and, and kind of feel right at home. I mean, you know, I'm. are you still playing men's league down there? Are there any like former pros down there that you connect with?
2: There are, but uh, like I said, I'm on the ice like four times a week with the kids now and like just training at home and doing martial arts, doing school mm-hmm. drop-offs. And like they get out of school at like three and then it's right to martial arts, right to hockey. And then it's like eight o'clock at night. So, and I'm not someone that wants to go play hockey at like 10 at night till midnight yeah. or something, you know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys are doing that, but that's too much for me.
1: Well, I know away from the game a little bit, you've gotten into NFTs. We were kind of talking about that through a Twitter DM and I actually, I don't know much about NFTs. So what exactly are you doing in the space?
2: I don't know. I just enjoy it. I'm I'm still new to all this too, right? It's just fairly new for myself and like Mm -hmm. the space generally, I guess, like it's been around a while, but I don't know if most people really understand it. But again, I'm trying to learn as I go here. It's obviously a lot of, technology involved and project behind NFTs and um, different things. Again, like people always just see the pictures and stuff and yeah. people spending lots of money on them. But again, there's a lot more to it that you it's probably could talk about six hours now, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what I learned, in, but I probably don't even understand all of it at this point. So again, I just enjoyed the pictures, but I also enjoyed learning what are people doing behind the pictures, the projects who are like, what are their goals? It's almost, for me, I uh, compare them to almost like startup companies that are yeah. trying to raise capital through NFTs. And then a lot of them have like a roadmap, what they're trying to accomplish in real life. Like some mm-hmm. of them do donations, some of them doing, I don't know, various things, right? Like that's why you got to research what you're investing in. Um, obviously, there's a lot of scams out there, a lot of <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of other stuff. So you got to be careful. Again, like I try to do my research on stuff, what I put my money at again, and I just really enjoyed it and i've enjoyed learning something new that's i've had no clue about before so
1: mm-hmm. is that something you think you picked up of because you know you're you're done playing hockey or is that something you would have done you know 10 years ago in the prime of your career
2: probably no i don't know i don't know i be honest how i came along like i invested in crypto a few mm-hmm. like before i got into nfts and understanding like what crypto are what crypto is right like i've heard it a lot of times bitcoin in the past that it's like Fake internet money, a scam, whatever yeah. you heard, right, in the news. Uh-huh. So I tried to learn what is cryptocurrencies, the technology behind it, again, and networks and how these things are run, what the things you can do with them, and the possibilities. In my head, I kind of pieced it together on my own. Like, right, like you, if you understand something, eventually you see where this all could go. And that's what mm-hmm. happened. And then I found NFTs which is kind of, for me, the next step in crypto, right? They're all built on yeah. the blockchains and the crypto, cryptos. Um, so, yeah, again, it's, it's still an early space. I think we're still early in all this, how it's all going to develop and how it's going to progress in the next months, years here. We'll see. But, again, I see a lot of use cases, utility in the real world for mm-hmm. things like that. So, again, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, no, it's something I definitely have to look into because everyone around me talks about it and I'm I'm fighting it so hard to just like not get sucked in, but I'm sure eventually I'm just going to get sucked right in.
2: Personally, I think, yeah, you should look into (laughs) it again because like you just do like people are using it for so many different things. Um, Mm. uh, Like again, I don't even know how to start to explain. Like you just got to kind of dive in, find people like, again, I found people on Twitter it seemed like what they knew they are talking about. Um, then I watched YouTube videos explaining it again. And then you got to kind of understand it yourself a little bit, right? Like mm. it's, I mean, I'm not just putting money at random things, right? I try to yeah. understand it. And a lot of people on Twitter that are talking negative about it, I just got to laugh, right? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like the beginning of the internet. People were making fun of the internet, right? Oh, it's going to be here for a couple months and no one's going to care about it or social media, right? So yeah. You had the possibilities of understanding where all these things could go when they started out, you would be, you might've invented Instagram or you might, you know what I mean? You don't know. So again, I think right now we're living in an age where we have so much information under our fingertips that you can learn all these things about various topics, whatever you're interested in. Right. And I just feel like this is something that's still fairly new People have been told it's a scam for a long time, for 10 years, probably. Mm-hmm. And again, it's kind of you got to get out of that mindset and kind of ha- look at it with an open mind to see what it's all about. If you do that, I think you're going to under- learn to understand what it is, um, what it may be used for in the future, and what things you can do with it. Again, mm-hmm. this is the technology behind these cryptocurrencies some of them are faster. Some of them are used for currencies. Some of them are used more for smart contracts, whatever it is, right? So again, I could talk probably for five hours. <laughs> yes, I don't even know if I uh-huh. have the full picture yet myself or the complete understanding. But again, mm-hmm. it makes sense to me. So that's why I like to encourage people to look into it. And some of them might come to a different conclusion, which I doubt, but yeah. again... It's everyone up to themselves to do their research.
1: No, yeah, you might have me convinced, honestly. I've definitely got to look into it. But, um, you know, just speaking of ways of, of making some extra money, are you by any chance a sports better?
2: I did a little bit <clears throat> during my career, like just on oh, football, really? mainly, uh-huh. mainly on football. I enjoyed football. Like I said, this now with the kids, I don't really have much time to watch anything, yeah. really. Even Sundays, like we were in Chicago, at a tournament and flying back, all football Sundays gone. So I haven't really. Paid attention to many sports, like I'll follow some highlights, maybe watch a hockey game that I have some buddies on here and there. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's been just family stuff. Betting, I haven't really bet on anything lately. So even though it's becoming like Uh illegal everywhere now. so.
1: Well, I don't know if you know this about yourself, but you're kind of like a sports bettor's hero. Me? Yeah. Me. Whenever Michael Grabner's on the ice and there's a one-goal lead, you can count on Grabner to cover that puck line, the minus one and a half with that empty netter. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah i know i you know, <laughs> people always make fun about empty netters but i think it's the coaches know who they put out there right like for me it was always not as much about the goals of course they counted the stats right uh-huh. the stat sheet doesn't have pictures but it's just <laughs> to, like close out the game right like i don't yeah. want to leave it up to chance like it's like people think, oh, you're trying hard for getting that extra goal, but it's to lock out, and close out mm-hmm. the game, right? Like a pitch or something. It's two goals, a minute and ten. It's gonna be tougher than if you just like chip the puck out and they come yeah. down and score. So, a lot of times, people kind of make fun of people that score empty net goals. For mm-hmm. me, it's like number one, a skill. Like because you, you, you can't just cheat. You gotta like pick your times to go or make reads. Right, there's one more, more guy out there. And then, like I said, you just gotta put away the game. it's kind of gives yeah. the team a little bit of a cushion to just kind of relax, you know and most
1: importantly, you cover the spread
2: <laughs> exactly yeah, I know it's uh we had in the ranges we had a guy in the elevator that brought us up and down who would always bet the overs, and he liked the <laughs> a lot of goals. so he he liked my empty netters too
1: yeah, I was gonna say, I bet that one game uh what was it I think you guys were playing like Carolina where you had i think two <laughs> two, two, two empty above. netters,
2: yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I'll take him, man. Like, again, I'm not looking back and seeing how many empty netters I had. The goals, standards, the standards, a number alone, and that's what it is. Again, people <laughs> look at certain things, right? They're always trying to pick up on things and make fun of people or you know, like, kind of bring down their accomplishments, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I just got to laugh. Like I said, I played in the league a long time, and there's different ways of doing things on the ice, different reasons. Coaches put you out there in different situations. So I was just one of them. That gets put out at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, plus the elevator guy might have given you a little tip there at the end of the night or some.
2: Oh yeah, he was a <laughs> beauty. He was a real nice guy. So I, you see, we worked there the whole time I played there. So I was, mm-hmm. he loved betting the overs.
1: That's awesome. I, I kind of love it as a as a fan. Like you know, I have some friends in the league, and I'll. Send them a Snapchat, like, you know, I got the boys tonight, like take care of the empty net for me, you know, something like that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's always good fun. But you know, you also have some have scored some really cool goals, really big goals in your career too, not just empty netters, but I want to ask you about scoring in the winter classic, playing against the Sabres, I think at City Field. Like, you know, that's obviously something that people dream of. So how awesome is that?
2: Yeah, I was part of a couple outdoor games against uh obviously with the Islanders against the Rangers mm-hmm. or a yeah, Jersey. No, Jersey. We played, I think.
1: Yeah, in uh, Yankee Stadium, right? Yankee Against Stadium Rage? at the Stadium
2: yeah. Series. Yeah, sorry. Um, that was the first one, and then obviously that Winter Classic is the big one, right? So, um, there's a lot of fun playing, uh, and scoring out there. It's just like you get back to being a kid again, remembering mm. to skating outside of, with my dad in Austria on the ponds and lakes. Back then, it was a lot colder, and there's those froze in the winter, so just gives you a different feeling and like you said it's a memory goal you will probably always remember just because it sticks out of the whole experience of the whole day the whole couple days probably before with practices and stuff so yeah it's it was a fun fun time and um uh yeah just to to be able to play in those right a lot of a lot of guys are want want to play in winter classics and Mm -hmm. i was fortunate enough to play in two outdoor games which was pretty cool
1: yeah, that's awesome. And and speaking of Austria, especially, I know there's not like a a huge amount of guys that make it to the NHL from Austria. I know Vanek is one and I think Niederreiter is, oh no, he's Swiss, right? Oh, Niederreiter? Raffel, he's
2: Swiss. Is a Raffel, he's Raffle is the other guy. Raffle, yeah. We actually grew up on this, basically the same street of a town of 60,000 people. Wow. So it's kind of weird that two of us from uh, non-hockey country if you want made it all the way in the nhl and played here for a while so it doesn't happen too often i think so we've been i grew up with him my whole life playing with him so
1: yeah that's really cool and i wanted to ask you i guess you know growing up in austria who'd you idolize growing up like what player
2: oh i obviously gretzky Ari curry like guys like that you saw or heard about written in newspapers and like back then like i keep saying the same story the internet wasn't really as Mm -hmm. wasn't there yet right so it just started coming in my teens so you just saw certain guys playing in like the world championships or olympics which were broadcasted on tv that you would watch so i didn't really know too many guys aside from the stars and then like obviously collecting panini cards back in the day Uh that's where you learn like names and stuff but yeah from the standpoint of like watching players play and stuff. It was just like the stars that you at the time, Jager, let me, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously some local guys, like local, like Canadian Americans coming to the Austrian league who played yeah. in my hometown. Um, That kind of changed a little bit too over the years where guys back then would play five, six, seven years in my hometown. Now it's like a year or two, they have a good year and they move on to like Sweden or like a different higher paying league, it's if you want. Mm-hmm. So back then it was just like Ken Strong, like Tom all They were like Canadian guys that kind of were either at the end of their career or just not quite making it to the NHL that go over and try it out in Europe. Right. So mm-hmm. there was more guys that back then we looked up to now people can just watch on the internet highlights and NHL all day. So people follow probably the bigger leagues a little more. Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, I want to throw one name out there. There's probably like a really small chance you know him, but it's a good friend of mine from juniors, Max Reisinger. He's from Austria. He's a little younger.
2: Mm-mm. I don't know too many younger guys because like, so I didn't play for many national teams because it's always like was between seasons. Like I made the playoffs. They were in yeah. pool. The next day I wouldn't make the playoffs, but we were in a B pool. So the tournaments are like, he, april or something so it kind of like the end of the year mm-hmm. so like i don't really know too many young kids like i know rossi the guy that just got drafted in the first round i heard about him but i don't know yeah. him personally right so like and i haven't been home really except in the summers for like few weeks at a time
1: no i just thought i'd throw that out there just in case i don't know he's a good friend of mine but i know his austrians are pretty tight oh, but yeah, I want-
2: we, it's pretty small like I, I probably heard the name but again like i just don't know him right like mm-hmm. like i said usually when you play in austria around there or even be younger you get to know each other in like national teams like that's how i know all these guys that i grew up playing with raffle mm-hmm. but even other guys from like vienna that's five hours away yeah we had all these tournaments that, and then training camps of net, like, because we didn't have that big of a selection, right? So it was kind of the same '87s, '88 birth years together for 10, 12 years till mm-hmm. we split up. Yeah, no, I, I feel that.
1: I yeah. want to go into. Uh, you're you're one of the few people who's played for the Islanders, Rangers, and Devils. So you got like all three of this tri-state area um i kind of want you if you can talk about like each experience and i'm sure they were completely different unique experience especially you know playing for the rangers in the city but um you know your time with the islanders is obviously kind of where your nhl career took off um and then you know going to the rangers and going to the devils
2: yeah obviously like you said my career started with the islanders really i was in vancouver for a few games and got traded and then picked up at the islanders so that's kind of where you where i got my foot in the door mm-hmm. um we we're a pretty young team so not really too many expectations, but which was nice as a young guy coming in just to play, right. And not having really to worry about like being sad or whatever, just kind of grow as a team, like Oki, Okposo, Tavares, Nielsen. Like we were all so young at the time and it was like a good, good experience obviously going in and expectations started growing as the years went on. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I love playing at the Coliseum. The fans are unreal. Like they're some one of the best fans, bro, in the league, hardcore mm-hmm. fans at Islanders. And we're very loyal, obviously. So um, I still follow them. I still talk to some of the guys working there and stuff. So again, it's just like something you always have a connection to, right? So
1: is that um, where your loyal, your loyalty is the islanders, you think?
2: No, like I have like I like all the teams. I got lucky, man. Like, I played with the Islanders, Rangers, Maple Leafs. Like, I played for some great organizations, mm. right? Like, of course, you once the bucks drop, whatever side you're on, that's who you're playing for, right? But looking back now, all my experiences, all my teams I played for, I enjoyed playing for. I made great memories. I met uh, great people along the way, right? So, I don't look back at any other teams or anything with anything else besides like, like good memories yeah. right like even our yeah, coyotes yeah. here so forever wherever i was in my career and in my private life it worked out so like kind of get settled in with the islanders then with the rangers right the big city mm-hmm. and then like it now with kids like kids getting older so on i will a our life so yeah it, it's been good like the rangers like i said everyone dreams of playing at medicine square garden and enjoy playing there as a road team and then as a home team i was actually a supposed to probably get drafted by the rangers like back in my draft yeah like i didn't tell this story too often but Uh i was kind of waiting for the rangers to be up to be because they kind of expressed interest you know you have all these interviews in your draft year Mm -hmm. with all the teams i mean i didn't get them but (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're trying to get them um and i did with vancouver too but i wasn't really not that I didn't have the feeling, I just didn't expect it. They were yeah. they were pretty high, 14th overall, and I think the Rangers were 21st or something. So I kind of was waiting, and kind of came out a surprise, like not that big of a surprise. But the Rangers kind of told me, "Hey, if you're still around, we'll take you." So I was kind of waiting. Mm-hmm. Who they take Ward, instead of you? Bobby Sanguinetti.
1: Oh, really? Uh, I remember him, the yeah. D-man. Yeah, 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 I remember him.
2: So, huh. Yeah, so like I when I was with the Rangers, when I scouted, to think what a player forget um he mentioned it to me the uh-huh. team members, like talking back in the day when the draft and like uh, in the interviews and so it was it was just a funny coincidence how it all works out right like how you end up at the team down the road and again i i was lucky in my career i played some for some great organizations been treated well everywhere i went so um yeah it was a, a awesome career
1: yeah. And back to those two years with the Rangers, I mean, you had 27 goals, one year, 25 goals the next year. Like, you know, those were some pretty big numbers in your career. I know you had a, a, another really strong year with the Islanders. I think you had like 34, 35 of the Islanders that one year, but uh, you know, what do you attribute that success with the Rangers to, you know, just good line mates, good timing.
2: Me, I probably mix of both. Like um, I always considered myself a goal scorer. Just my roles kind of got changed as I got older. Like I mm-hmm. went from like a power play guy. I think my, first seven points i had in the first 10 games with vancouver six or more power play points so people don't even understand that i was kind of yeah. like a power play guy and i kind of <laughs> turned into a penalty killer right uh-huh. but for me it was just like i did what i was told and um i think that's why i stuck around that long right because if you couldn't adapt you probably would be out of the league yeah. there's only so many power play spots there's only so many spots that people are fighting for So either you do what you're told or you're going to be gone. So Mm -hmm. a lot of young guys need to realize that where they're kind of like, oh, but I've been a goal scorer, like power play guy in juniors all my life. But yeah, now in the NHL. They're telling you to play third line wing, go play third (laughs) line (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You want to stick around or you don't. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think why I signed with the Rangers too, not just because the Rangers is was the coaches I've gotten known at, Elaine Vigneault from the Vancouver the Vancouver Times and Scott O'Neill was my coach in the HR for a few years. So mm-hmm. I, he reached out when I was free agent and we, I talked to him and um, I think that was the best fit for me personally going there, having two coaches that know my style of game, know what um, was like, what positions to put me at to succeed. Right. So um, that's probably why I had more success than going to a random team that no one knows you really. Yeah. Well, and that's also, like I said, why I chose the range big part why I chose the Rangers.
1: Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the, the Rangers away from the rink a little bit. You're in New York City. I know you're pretty, you're pretty fucking jacked. You know, anyone who's seen a picture of you, you're very strong, but I know you don't like have a strict diet, right? So like, what are the, you know, some of the favorite restaurants you had in New York City, Long Island, well, I, around this area? I didn't
2: live in, the, I, I always chose like the suburbs, really. So I was in oh, my really? like, kids and stuff and school. So, mm-hmm. um,
1: still a great area.
2: Yeah, it was great. It's great food everywhere around, really, right in New York. So, uh, but kids, yeah, f- guys with kids, usually lived out there for school. So it was like Stepan, Girardi, myself, Klein, and we were all out in in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> my metabolism always been good, so like I could eat two pounds of pasta every day and probably don't gain weight. Like it That's doesn't crazy. matter. I eat chocolate cake every. Every hotel we go to, I eat the chocolate cake. I probably <laughs> knew all the chocolate cakes in every single hotel I've ever stayed at, like desserts uh-huh. and stuff. So I just got blessed with a good metabolism. And um, But now that I haven't been playing as much, obviously, you don't burn as many calories. So I kind of uh, slowed down a little bit and try to kind of uh, manage my diet a little better. And um, yeah, but again, I like you said, there's great food everywhere in New York. And um, we were like, whatever, 25, 30-minute Train right away to go to downtown and have dinner. So we did that a few times mm-hmm. along the way.
1: So, going to games, were you taking the train, like the public train to games, or were you driving?
2: I'm um, mixed. So, like, someday, depending on our morning skate or not morning skate or what time the games are, sometimes we took the train, like, every guy that was out there. Mm-hmm. We, like 6 30 in the morning so like that yeah it sucks <laughs> yeah i know but we were in a public train like we had yeah. a good stop though because the train wasn't as full yet because like two stops later or even one stop later like it was packed right like mm-hmm. so yeah it was that was the only kind of shitty thing if you want like <laughs> because once we were in there we stayed at the hotel for pre-game naps so oh, really? like right yeah so we just stayed at the in the city we wouldn't go back and forth Sometimes we would have our pregame skate out in the practice facility and Mm -hmm. then drive in after that and like go straight to the hotel park at Madison Square Garden and walk over, have a pregame meal at the practice rink, sleep for a couple hours and then go to the rink and drive home after the game. So we did a few different things depending on the schedule.
1: That's so interesting that you were staying at a hotel on game day, like for home games. Like, that's so uncommon in the NHL.
2: Well, but it, like I said, like guys that lived yeah. in the city didn't, like yeah. just guys out in the suburbs. If you like Souk and those guys, they had an apartment five minutes away, mm-hmm. they went just home. But the guys that came from Rye, it's no point of taking a yeah. train or drive back out there, might take you two hours, right? So, like, so they gave us the option to stay in the hotel. It's only a couple hours, right? You get in, check in and like, whatever 12 one between and then you head over at four so mm-hmm.
1: good for the points too I don't
2: I know, know, know get... yeah so I mean the points are for the team because they were paying for I think or, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know what happened actually so who knows but yeah yeah the they teams, don't give you
1: the personal points that's kind of oh, no, it,
2: yeah the teams probably get that you know keep that stuff yeah but no, again, like, the Rangers is nothing you whatever you need they give you so mm.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd love to just be a New York Ranger for one day to see, like, all the cool shit you get. It's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, it's just, like, overall, right? You treat it like royalty, like, if said anything you need. Like, they try to go out of their way to just have you worry about hockey, and that's it, nothing else. Food, whatever it is, food, hmm. transportation, like, nothing you have to worry about. Just be like, hey, I need this. Okay, done. Like,
1: Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And I know you uh you got to play with Henrik Lundqvist a little bit. Are you going to be at his retirement ceremony? Or are you going to fly in for that?
2: I don't know. We'll see what, what's going on with. Like I said, like I'm so busy with the kids. I don't know mm-hmm. when that is. We'll see. I really enjoy playing with him, and I'm um, getting to know him. Obviously, playing against him for a while there, and then seeing how he acts like off the ice and in practices and stuff, how a competitor is. So it was cool to see both of the both sides, right? Like playing against him and then with him. So, um, yeah, you a scary thing happening to him. I talked to him at the time, so glad mm-hmm. it all worked out and he's back on his feet and um yeah no i think he's on the commentary or something all the time right make the other guys look bad (laughs) yeah between them yeah so yeah he's a good guy so it's nice to see him get the respect that he deserves
1: yeah yeah for sure and one last thing before i let you go who is your favorite teammate i guess throughout your entire career I mean, I know it's impossible. It's such a hard question to ask. The
2: same question is like, hey, what's your favorite moment? I'm like, I played 11 years for 19 teams. Like, what do you want me to pick out one, right? Like, it's. Well, I didn't
1: ask that question. I know that one's harder. I'm just
2: saying, same (laughs) as teammates, though. I don't know how many teammates I've played with, right? Like, I got along with a lot of them. I thought Mm -hmm. a lot of them stick out. Hey, Suk, Oki, Franzi. Like, there's so many like, that just pop in my head that I got along with at the time wherever i played right Mm -hmm. so it's like i mean that's what i will probably remember the most too is like meeting the certain people and and like them the friendships that you build right even though you can't keep up with them all that's the only thing right you you're done or you move teams and you i played i don't know 500 guys it's kind of like it would be a full-time job just to like checking in on everyone so you kind of just run into each other down the road and like talk Mm -hmm. and check in once in a while so
1: well, yeah, I know you were big on the, from what I heard, the card table on the plane. So I feel like maybe you had a, you know, a couple of good buddies from those games in those days. Yeah, games.
2: well, I like JT Miller. Like he was always sensitive in the card game when he lost and stuff, right? So like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's I mean, it's it's just like stuff like this, right? That's probably one of the bigger things that you miss too. Is just like being around the guys and like mm-hmm. card games or in the locker room and stuff, right? It's, it's not just the hockey, obviously. That's a big part too. Like going out there and playing, and competing and stuff, and but when you get away, it's like, man, what do I do now with my, all my free yeah. time? I used to have everything scheduled for me. I used to like be hanging out with the guys just choking around. It's kind of like your free time, right? Like it's kind of the adjustment to get away from that life and kind of mm-hmm. settle into like a normal life. So
1: You just got to teach your kids how to play blackjack and you'll be good.
2: <laughs> yeah, blackjack. Yeah, that's, I, We used to play like seven up, seven down. Mm-hmm. For The beginning of my career is all poker poker is kind of boring though if you don't get hands like you have a three-hour flight you play four hands like (laughs) the tight player like tavares right he only plays aces and stuff so now i'm just kidding but uh (laughs) but like yeah that might be just like a boring i would like the games that like guys are involved the whole time it makes the flight go quicker obviously so
1: well is there anything that you want to plug before i let you go like your nft stuff anything else you want to give a shout out i
2: don't care man i don't plug any sense i mean people always assume like nfts or certain things that we get or i or people get stuff for free i'm sure people do that where they're like huh. hey can you just post this about this and like i've gotten lots of dms i can show you my dms but i don't have the time to like look through them all come and if they're actual real projects or good projects or what are people trying to sell people here right like hmm. it's like i don't want to put some out there and have someone lose money everything that i post and invest in i invested my own money in and if i'm if i'm wrong somehow it's my own fault but i don't try to like shill anything or whatever this word that people use now any projects and stuff so like again like all everything i post i'm usually invested in myself with my money i didn't get anything for free yet yet yeah maybe like i said like people offering me stuff i just don't have the time to look yeah. at all these different projects to pick out like the ones maybe they're all good and they're just like startups and trying to get in it's a tough space to come in now like i've tried to help this one guys like with the nfts they we get to talk and they were actually hockey guys they played college hockey and mm-hmm. kind i of went into the nfts but they have a tough time to getting this thing off the ground because so many i feel like this every day there's 50 new NFTs minting and starting up, right? It's like, big thing is marketing, kind of building up a community and getting people behind it, right? To get your, your, like I said, it's basically for me, a startup company. Mm -hmm. So you go and try to find investors. That's what people do. They market the product and you got to kind of have people buying in. If that doesn't happen, you're not going to get your NFT project off the ground. So-
1: yeah, well, I, I mean, I totally appreciate you doing this. Like, literally, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time, so it's really cool to to have you on here to shoot the shit. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, no problem. I don't have much going on except that I go <laughs> pick up the kids now. So, like, I don't mind switching up my day once in a while with some hockey talk and just, like, talking random shit. So
1: <laughs> Thanks, Greg. I was like, well, maybe we'll do it again uh, down the road.
2: Sounds good, yeah. Maybe we'll have something to talk about. Maybe the Rangers will win the cup.
1: Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. And maybe yeah. the Coyotes will sign you. They could use you.
2: Oh, yeah, that's gonna be a tough one for them. They, I talked <laughs> talk to still some of the guys, so I haven't reached out in a while because, <laughs> yeah, I been part of teams like this like, uh-huh. like my first year, the Islanders, or we had like a rough start, and it's
1: yeah, it's not gonna be
2: positive again. Like, no one in this league wants to lose, right? The fans always be like. Why didn't you guys play better? I'm like, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> yeah. they <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> like, think you want to lose or something, but right? yeah. It's not that easy. So, again, that's why I kind of leave them alone. They got their first win. Maybe they can string a few together here, but mm. I'm going to the game tonight, actually. Oh, you are? The first one because my son is invited to a birthday party. They rented a suite. So, <laughs> oh, I'm wow. one of his teammates. So, I'm going to help with the kids, kind of manage them. So, we're going to go to a game. So, we'll see how it goes. Sook's on. Minnesota, right? So yeah. that should be a good game, hopefully, at least.
1: I mean, I think the Wild are gonna smack them probably with Capriza and Zouk. But I mean, and all those are, guys, yeah. I actually
2: like the Wild. They have a decent team now. So they they should be, like you said, get smoked. I mean, you never know, <laughs> right? Hockey is a weird sport. Somehow, yeah. like like I said, we were beating teams my first year that we weren't supposed to beat, and then they thought we were gonna beat that team and we got smoked by someone that's kind of like bottom feeders like we were back then, right? Mm-hmm it's kind of weird hockey is however you feel in that moment and that time. Like, that's why I think it's a great sport because you don't know what happens at any given time.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I've been, listen, the Rangers have been stealing games because it's just Sturkin. you know, they got dominated by the Panthers the other night and they were able to pull it out.
2: That's what I mean. It just depends on the goalie, on like how is the other team feeling. Like I mean, like we are all human beings, right? Yeah. Like some days you go out and you're like, oh boy, my legs are yeah. fucking shot. <laughs> like, I mean, like you're trying to play a position sound game. Hopefully, you catch the second win in this second third period somehow. Because again, like uh, sometimes your body is run down, or you had a game, whatever it is, right? Travel. It's mm-hmm. so like you know we're machines. We might look like them or some of them out there, but again. It's like you. Some people wake up in the morning like oh, I don't want to go to work today. And yeah, feel like crap, right? Like yeah, same thing. So we'll see what happens. We'll hope maybe it'll be a good game.
1: It's funny when you put it in that perspective too. Like as a New Yorker, so I like I wake up every day six thirty in the morning and I take the train to work in the city. So you were doing the same thing. Like it's yeah, kind of crazy to think I have about to
2: play a hockey game at yeah. seven at night, competing against some of the best athletes <laughs> in the world. Right? So it's like. You gotta try to get some sleep, get some food, and uh-huh. then get your body ready. It's again, it's a, it's it's not always just like the stuff that people see. That like, goes a lot of a lot of things in the background that people don't see. That's that's hard. You know what I mean? Like again, like obviously we get paid well, we get treated well, all these mm-hmm. things. And um, but that's why we put our bodies through the ringer, right?
1: yeah you got to walk through grand central station at 7 a.m like the rest of
2: us (laughs) grinding through there with a coffee in the hand and bumping into people seeing rats man it's all (laughs) the same
1: that's so funny it is it really is all the same but seriously again thank you so much like you're an awesome dude and i really appreciate you coming on
2: yeah no problem thanks for having me
1: I want to thank Michael Grabner once again for joining the show. Such a nice guy and so fun to talk to. So many great stories. So hopefully we can get him back on later in the year, maybe when the Rangers are making a playoff push, or uh, you know, just any op- any other opportunity to get him on would be great. Um, seriously, just thank. I want to thank him again. Couldn't have been any nicer, so hope you guys really enjoyed that one. I also want to thank Alexis Downey for hopping on the intro to just recap everything going on in the NHL. She'll be joining me pretty much weekly here on out, so look forward to her joining every week, and if you guys don't follow her yet, go follow her on Twitter and on Instagram, Alexis Downey. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Got another one coming for you next week. Hope you guys enjoy the Ranger games this coming week. Hopefully we can keep the winning streak going, send me a DM on Twitter, on Instagram, if you have any questions ever, or if you just want to shoot the shit and join the Blue York Discord just to talk to other Ranger fans and connect with other fans. It's really nice to see a lot of these Ranger fans in the Blue York community you know, meeting in person at Ranger games, so we're, we're building something fun. So follow Blue York and follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I love you guys. Let's go Rangers, and I'll talk to you next week.